Alrighty then. Yeah, we're on. Oh shit! All Welcome right. back, everybody. What's up? This is, I feel like we're on two a week. Yeah, we're trying. You feel like we say this every single time. I we know. try to do two a week, but yeah. sometimes it ends up being one every ten days. Yeah, which is, which is a good good cadence, but. Uh, welcome back for those of you uh, who might be new. Sam here. Noah over there. Well, dude, actually, not to interrupt you, but I was listening to this podcast earlier, and it was like a um, uh, husband and wife podcast. Grace told me to listen to it. Huh. It was about like wellness and shit. You know, I, I gave it a listen. Do they, um, are they soft spoken? What do you mean soft spoken? Well, I don't know. Is it like calming? I guess. No, they're just kind of, I don't know. It's a couple like. They're just like have a lot of money and they do a lot of good stuff for their bodies. I guess it's helpful, whatever. Um, but the reason I bring it up, they've done this pod now three years, I think. Eight episodes a month, never missed a single one. Really? Yeah. Eight episodes a month, so that's two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Pretty impressive. Damn, that's a lot. Um, are they like it's like famous? I mean, that's it's not really our category, but no, I'm sure yeah, they're, they're they're wildly popular. Oh, yeah. Wow. Cool. Well, you know, there's a, a whole bunch of stuff today. Um, we're not one of those pods, so we speak. Thank on, God. Uh, I know. So we we speak on sports, business, tech, and then you whatever else the, comes yeah, up. Yeah, random and stuff tickets. in between. Yeah, <laughs> and tickets. Yeah. So I guess to start um, in in tech news, uh, R.I.P. to Stephen Wilhite. I hope I pronounce his name right. Who's that? So he's actually the creator of the GIF, and I say GIF. Is it GIF or JIF? Well, he he laid it out in twenty four, uh, yeah, in twenty thirteen in an interview with the New York Times. He said that the Oxford English Dictionary accepts both pronunciations, but it's GIF. All right. Yep. Now I know. I still like GIF though. from the man himself. I yeah. like GIF as well, especially if Oxford accepts both. That's what I'm going to do. But um, yeah, so it stands for. Do you know what it stands for? You want me to guess? Like you know, it doesn't uh, matter. I could just tell you. It's no, I kind of want to guess. Yeah. Is it short for something, or is it well, like it's an a, acronym? Is an acronym yeah. okay? Um, gl- gleeful interpretive figure. No, not even close. All actually, right, what so is it? graphics oh, interchange graphics, that's format. Obvious. Yeah. So huh. it's actually quite to the point. Of quite what literally, is. what yeah. it is. Yeah. 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 Good name. Yeah. But um, they go all the way back to the 80s um, when he was looking for a way to send high-quality graphics over the internet. The 80s? Wow. Yeah. yeah. But no, I mean, what use did, did people have for gifts back then, you know? The internet wasn't even meant for consumers. Yeah. But that's just kind of how I wanted to start it. Um, and then to sports we go. Right? Yeah. So um, there's some NIL news, uh, NCAA tournaments, I guess, a hub for that now. Um, we, we're going to talk through the, the announcer shakeup because apparently that's big news. Big money, um, at the very least. Uh, obviously, Tyreek Hill also making big money now down in Miami. Um, the U.S. national team is in the midst of a heated uh, World Cup qualification race. And that's so that's this notable. Summer, right. It's, it's coming up. It's a- Oddly enough, you say that, you would think the World Cup is in the summer, but it's actually in November this year. Oh, really? So uh, not to go on a tangent, yeah. but... Typically, the World Cup's in the summer, June, July, August, yeah. but because they're hosting it in Qatar, mm. it's going to be so effing hot Over during the summer, the summer oh. that they have to host it in the fall months. Oh, because they're running around for like 90 minutes. I mean, dude, yeah. I, get, I can only imagine how hot. Is it, is it Qatar is where they're having it? I have no clue, but that sounds right to me. Is Qatar, is, they're the, that's the country with a lot of money, right? It's in that region. Yeah. yeah a lot of oil. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I think it's that one. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Um, Adidas, more NIL news. Uh, Baker Mayfield on the way out. Um, cool Red Bull story we came across. Yeah, um, yeah and then a number of other and things other that'll things, inevitably yeah. come up. Yeah, so I guess in starting off with one of those um, other things before I, I give it back to you, um, the world number one tennis player abruptly uh, for the women, uh, singles, abruptly uh, retired. That's Ashley Barty. Uh, she retired at 25, not too much older than us. Um, had quite the career. Uh, so she won three Grand Slam singles, reigning uh, Wimbledon champ, Australian Open champ, 200 wins on the career. So maybe she hit 200 and she's like, I'm all set. Only lost 64 times. Uh, 24 million in career earnings, uh, which is 14th all time. Uh, interestingly enough, this is not her first break uh, from tennis. In 2014, uh, she took a hiatus to go play cricket. Turns wow. out she was damn good. And I then, imagine. Yeah, and then came back. Um, and, yeah, so she's the second player ever to retire after holding the number one ranking after uh, Justine Henin. So uh, it's Justine Hennen. Is it Justine Hennen? <laughs> oh, oh, big tennis guy over here, yeah. Hennen, huh? Um, but, no, I, I respect it. You know, me too. She, I mean, she looked at it like a career. 
she she cashed out and now she's moving on to bigger and better things. Well, she said she had an interview with her former like doubles partner and she was like my heart's not in it is basically what she said. You know, I, I don't have the emotional drive. I really don't, you know, want to be there, so I'm just not going to be there. Yeah, I yeah, mean, simple enough don't, to me. Don't blame her. You know, there's I th- I think there's probably she's probably not the only one thinking like that. You know, some people are probably in it for the I don't like they can't imagine life without it. That's I mean, why dude, still the, doing it. these athletes' salaries, athletes are probably gonna start retiring younger and younger. Unless there's like the there's like the outliers or like the Lebrons, mm-hmm. who we should talk to because we talk we don't to have to talk about yeah. and talk to. Yeah. I don't have him on my list, but he just did. He's doing something pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, it's like more and more athletes as these salaries continue to go up, they're making a lot of money at a young age. Like, oh, there's obviously outliers like LeBron, Brady, people who want to play into their late 30s, mid 30s, mm-hmm. even 40s. But like, why do it? At the end of the day, it's a career, and if you make all that money up front and you spend it somewhat responsibly, it's kind of generational and then wealth you can go in a do very short really period of time. Do. Yeah, yeah, you can go. Go go into whatever industry you want. Yeah. I guess in theory you could really do anything. Well, plus I feel like now too. I mean, the natural transition to me is from sports to business or something of the like. I mean, maybe someone goes from being a pro athlete and then chooses to pursue a career in medicine or something. But I think go back to school maybe. Yeah, if but it when interests you, have, you when you have that much money, at the very least, like you can. I mean, even if you just put. I'm assuming she's spent a decent amount of that 24, 25 million. But assuming you put that in just a bank account, you could live off the interest and never work, right? And so it's like, I don't know, makes sense there. But. I mean, dude, even if you have a million dollars in a, in if you put a million dollars in the S and P 500, like it, that's it gives essentially earns you an eighty thousand dollars salary every year at least, and that keeps going up. Yeah, so multiply like, that by twenty five. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, no, that's cool. And she probably, uh, part of it, she's like, you know what? She's got nothing else to prove, and there's no point in chasing Serena. No point. But she, she could say she was number one. She reached the top of the mountain. That's what yep, I respect. You, she went out on top. Yeah. Um, but to, speaking about this whole retiring thing, let's talk about LeBron really quick, because mm-hmm. I just remembered it. Um, so he's now crossed the threshold into averaging 30 points. I think he's just averaging exactly 30 points right now. In his ninth this season. This, this season. season. Okay. In his 19th season. And... Kobe, in his 19th season, averaged 17. Um, I believe Kareem, in his 19th season, averaged 15. So he's, he's truly doing something that's a little out of this world. Never been done before. So, showing no signs of slowing down. Yeah, you know, I said it before, you know, we sound like LeBron guys, but I hope, I hope he's got one more, uh, one more championship run in him. At least one more deep playoff run. If if he can pull a miracle, not this, this year. year. I don't know this year. No, they're they're pretty they're pretty darn bad. I don't want to pile on, but I just watched the first quarter of their game yesterday. I didn't like finish it necessarily, but Russ had like five turnovers in the first. The only time I saw, and then I was like, yeah, I'm not watching this anymore. But I wish him the best. I wish the team the best. Um, and we will get back to basketball, but I guess, or at least NBA basketball. But bring it quickly to March Madness, which I believe resumes tonight. Um, and the women's were playing yesterday as well. But uh, speaking of the women's, all-time record attendance uh, this year. So they've crossed like almost, almost 200. In person? Yep. Almost 220,000 people attended the first two rounds. Um, and the guys' attendance is also uh, at five-year high. Um, so I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because it's like the crowds are back or there's more parity. But people are loving March Madness. It's the first year back uh, that they can have fans. Yeah. You know, Coach K is on his way out. Um that's I mean, that's really all I could think. Oh, dude, I said it before. Next time it's in, next time they have an opening round, day or two days in the Northeast, we got to go. Okay, it who's was playing? It, it was Sitting in around all day. It was in TD Garden, my freshman year of college, and I regret not going every year because every year now, I, I, th- I think those have been studs playing. Well, back dude, then. I think to myself, I'm like, oh, it'll be back here soon. Hasn't been back here since. Yeah, they're slacking. There also hasn't been an NBA All Star game here in a long. But that time. we're due for. We're also due for an MLB All Star game because yeah. MLB actually just goes on a rotation of every team yeah. in the league. And the last one in in Boston was '98. So in six years, I mean, MLB All Star games going to Fenway. Oh, okay. By the numbers, right? Yeah. I think so. So that's cool. But um, in other college basketball news, uh, what's his name? Doug. Oh, is it the Buffalo Wild Wings? Yeah, Wings? Doug, uh, Doug, what's his last Eater. name? Eater. Doug Peters? Ed- Eder? Eder. Doug Eddert? E-D-E-R-T. Let's okay, call we'll Doug. call him Doug Eddert. Yeah. Let's call him Dougie. Dougie. Yeah. Dougie. So, so Doug over on St. Peter's uh, just got a, a, a pretty sweet deal with Buffalo Wild Wings. I don't know what they were paying him, um, but 
that's, that, that's when uh, being being a 15 seed is finally paying off. Well, I was going to say, I think the best thing to happen to these Cinderella teams is the NIL. Because now, I mean, keep in mind, too, he's not the only one who signed a deal. So Buffalo Wild Wings also offered um, James Akinjo from Baylor, a Nikki Baird from Belmont, and Trey Alexander from Creighton. Um, but I'm assuming it comes with some cash, maybe some sort of money, but then also free wings, you would think? Well, you know what I've been seeing for a lot of these, uh, we'll call them influencer deals because that's what they are. Um, a lot of times, like I know Chipotle sponsors like a decathlete, a USA decathlete, and they oh, sent I him some Chipotle, They man. sent him this thing, and it was basically like free Chipotle for life. Really? Yeah. It's not a bad deal. Pretty damn good. The guy will never starve as long as Chipotle. And they sent him all this like custom Chipotle merch, dude. I would take a, I would take a, a like a, a uh, like a useful deal like that all day. I mean, it's kind of hard, in my opinion, to turn that down. All you oh. got to do is promote Chipotle. People like Chipotle. It's well, because like- what happens most of the time is this guy is already a guy who posts a lot about Chipotle. And now he just kept spamming Chipotle. That's like Heather and uh, Duncan. Well, funny story and she's again. she's actually a beast. So this kid I went to high school with, not a beast at athletics whatsoever, but he loves Chipotle. And he went on this, he got, he got Chipotle 100 days in a row, with the mission being that he will get Chipotle's attention. 100 days in a he row. He just wanted to be a Chipotle ambassador, Jesus dude. He would mix Christ. it up. He like, loves Chipotle. And he ended up growing an account to, like, 4,000 followers on Instagram. Like, he was all over Twitter, like, kind of blowing up. Him posting at Chipotle every day? And was he mixing it up? And he would, like, spam. He would, like, mix up the orders, like, make some funny shit. And finally, Chipotle got back to him, sent him a, a care package, and made him an official uh, Chipotle ambassador. Does he get it for life? I don't, wouldn't go They'd that far. They'd be whack. They'd, they'd be crazy if they did that. Yeah. But No, I think they should have done that. The guy suffered through 100 days of your food. I guess. Is, was it suffering for him? No, no. Clearly, he loved, that's probably what they were thinking. They're like, we don't need to give this I guy. was actually uh, craving Chipotle really bad the other day. I haven't had it in a very long time. I had it in New York because, uh, you know, my, my girlfriend lives right by a Chipotle. Very walkable. Mm-hmm. So when you're that close, you have to hear. Probably tempting. You know, it, you know how there's like, uh, I guess the city's different, but there tends to be like, okay, Boston, here's the perfect example. There's a freaking Dunkin' everywhere, right? Yeah. And so you're thinking like, oh, I can always get Dunkin'. There's one literally everywhere at least like i feel like a dense city like new york city it's so much easier to say i'm gonna eat out because the food is truly just outside your door yeah you know they're like it literally is food everywhere yeah like whereas here it's like you, it's it takes effort to get food You're which like i think we're being um lazy a little yeah it's like a little ungrateful and because uh obviously you know it's gotten it's incredibly easy to get food to your door much easier than it's been but it's still not as easy as it should be. I mean, I was at a real low point the other night. I was so hungry, very hungry. Didn't want to make anything. Had no real food in the house. I almost ordered McDonald's Uber Eats. I was like, it was at my fingertips, and I had the last will of self-control. I didn't do it. You know, I haven't gone, like, physically inside a McDonald's in a while, at least from what I remember. But I think the last time actually we went was when we, you and I went to the one nearby here. Yeah. Uh, we were walking back somewhere. But it's funny because if you go in those places nowadays, it's never people who are just ordering McDonald's. It's all, it's all pickup people. It's literally all pickup people. The yeah. only places where people go to wait in line to get McDonald's nowadays are the rest stops on highways, I think, and rural parts of America. It's funny. <laughs> the suburbs, too. You think like, uh, like those, 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 uh, those McDonald's on the highways, those probably, those probably, you think they get Uber Eats orders? That would make no sense to but me. But maybe for those the, for the areas around there, but who knows if they even have Uber Eats over there. Well, you would think they'd have a regular McDonald's. That's, that's closer. True. Yeah, yeah, probably true. But, um, and also NIL News. Uh, but I, I will say, you know, I think moving forward, I mean, in hindsight, the influencer deals, they're essentially influencer deals, really aren't necessarily paying off, I don't think. Maybe they I'll tell are. you right now, they're burning money on Doug. Yeah, but that being said... It's just a brand thing. It's like, oh, nice, they gave Doug some wings. Well, because now I'm thinking... Okay, Buffalo Wild Wings respect St. Peter's. I like St. Peter's. Now that is going to rub off to me liking Buffalo well, Wild Wings. You know something about me? I've never actually had Buffalo Wild Wings. I think I had it once. Can't say I was super impressed. That being said, they now they you, they got a point to prove. Well, I was going to say cuz I've been to, like Hooters used to be pretty good, but Hooters, I've also never been to a Hooters. Hooters is garbage now as far as i remember but be, we should go to a buffalo wild wings they've never been to a wing stop either but the, those commercials look damn good wing stop yeah i heard wing stop was trash i think i ordered wing stop once it was like meh 
And Wingstop's not uh, sponsoring St. Peter, so so argument there. But you know who um, is for the boys uh, is Adidas. So Adidas is rolling out a nationwide NIL deal, um, first of its kind. And so, in my opinion, it's a, it's so it's an affiliate deal. So essentially, for D1 athletes at Adidas-sponsored schools, you'll have the opportunity to become a paid Adidas spokesman. It's really, to me, it seems like a sales job. Isn't it just like they can probably just have like a referral code, like, hey, use the the the, the SAM code, yeah. UMass Track and Field, That's and get 20% think. off your order, and then you get a kickback. That's what I would think, yeah. And then um, I'm assuming they would also maybe send like you some apparel and stuff like that, just roped into the rest of the gear that your school gets. But it's rolling out for every college athlete at one of those schools. Um, 50,000 athletes, 23 sports, 109 schools, starting with HBCUs, uh, and then Power Fives this fall coming up, and then everywhere else by next April. Dude, can, can is, does NIL apply to D3? I think it applies to every NCAA That's school. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But just... Adidas Pride. No, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how that works, but I imagine Adidas isn't really pumping money into those schools. I feel like those schools buy their jerseys from Adidas. It's like a different sort of relationship. Yeah, I think it's something along the lines. Well, Adidas pays a lot of money to some schools. Yeah. Like Adidas and Nike. But for a school like UMass, I think it's just like uh, the school has to buy like a certain amount of stuff, mm-hmm. and then they just get like an absurd discount. Yeah, um, I think. I mean, once again, this is a, a case of us missing out on some sweet deals just by uh, graduating a little too early. That being said, I mean, if like so, you mess in Tita school, right? So I would say like, why don't we all bundle our thing together? Just use one code. And then do it like that. Split the profits. Split the profits, <laughs> right? Instead of confusing everybody with a million different codes, right? I mean, because me personally, I don't think I'd go out of my way. I mean, maybe I'd post a story to be like, hey, I wouldn't use my to, code. I wouldn't I try to sell a damn thing. No, I wouldn't try to sell a thing either. It's like I would just like force my parents to like, hey, next time, mom, you next time you need some walking shoes, just buy Adidas. Use yeah. my code. Yeah, and I'll get like what five percent. Yeah, I get like five bucks. Um, but all right, so that's that. Um, why don't we talk this announcer? Nonsense, huh? Yeah, so all of a sudden in 2022, announcer free agency is almost equally as big as real free agency. They're making, they're making a crap ton of money. People are, are moving uh, from company to company, player yeah. to player. So it all started with Aikman and Joe Buck, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. They are leaving Fox to go to Sunday Night Football. Uh, and that's, uh, is it T? Who hosts Sunday Night Football? ESPN. ESPN. Okay. So they're going to ESPN to do Sunday Night Football, and they're each making about 75 mil over for five years. Which, and just for reference, Troy Aikman made $55 million his entire playing career. So that started it. And now you have Kirk Herbstreet re signing with ESPN. That's not a big deal. Nobody really knows who he is. But Al well, Mike Kirk Herbstreet's a you know he's a name. I guess he's a notable name, but, but the, you're saying he's a B tier. Yeah, he's he's no he's no Joe Buck. Yeah, no. Well, because th- the craziest thing is now Joe Buck can't call the World Series. No, oh. he's been doing that since like we were born. Yeah, dude. yeah. So now they're gonna bring in some some B lister. Who knows? I'm sure, they're bringing some high quality talent. Yeah, the maybe. Um, but anyways, now that now you have that. But what was I gonna say? So the the one that's interesting is Al Michaels. He is very well known for Sunday Night. Or okay, I take it back. Aikman and Troy... Okay, so, fuck, we fucked this up. Aikman and Joe Buck are going to Monday Night Football okay. for ESPN. Yeah, yeah. So that's what they're doing. They're going five years, $75 million apiece to go there. Aikman only made $50 million during his playing career, yeah. right? But Sunday Night Football is also getting a shakeup because Al Michaels is breaking up the Collinsworth-Michaels duo. They've Collinsworth been- got his last slide in the other day, too, though. Doing what? Or no, was it Al Michaels who got who somebody slid in and they're like, this could be the last slide in. He's like wheeling in on a you did not see that clip? I didn't see that. Oh, he like rolls in on a wheelie chair and he's like, This could be the last time we do this. Oh. Yeah. Um well, anyways, Al Michaels is going to Amazon to do Thursday night football. Because mm-hmm. they now own the rights to that. And that's not gonna be on TV. 
but it I don't is. know, but it, it will be because Amazon's had like some kind of thing going with Prime for the last several years. But he's going there on a similar deal, five years, seventy-five million. But prior to this, him and Collinsworth have been doing Sunday Night Football since '09. Mm. Another thing that, dude, it, but but you up. you brought up something that Fox. Yeah, so I, I I can't say this is necessarily confirmed, but apparently um, with. Aikman and Buck leaving Fox Sports, Fox Core, who owns obviously Fox Sports, um, Fox Sports being a subsidiary of Fox Core, uh, is maybe thinking about selling their sports arm as a part of a cost-cutting strategy. They lost their stars and now they want out. Yeah, they lost their stars and they're like, is this really a profitable part of our business that we want to maintain? And you know who uh, gets put in the crossfires of that? Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. That's true. Where that, do they dude, go? They should bring get that's who that's who they might do. Bring get Shannon calling games. You know what they should do is you know remember the the Saudi Arabian Super League for soccer that didn't take off the, the golf ground? the golf. Oh, is it the, well, no, that's that's different. But isn't there a there was supposed there to be was a, like a, a Super League uh, for yeah. yeah soccer. They should get they should bring if Fox Sports blows up. I'm sure Skip and Shannon will be high commodities as well as everybody else involved in that network. But they really should do their best to get a reunion. Get him back with uh, Stephen Skip A. Skip and Stephen A? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. And bring Shannon there, too. I mean, they the, sit the around. The big all, three. Yeah, put, put together a super league of those guys. Um, the debaters. Stephen A just goes on there and, and intimidates guests now. <laughs> except except J.J. Reddick. J.J. Reddick. Yeah, J.J. Reddick was, was cool, calm, and collected. Um, and then speaking of ESPN and just broadcasting in general, so the PLL. Uh, which I'm assuming stands for Premier Lacrosse League. Correct. Uh, they just signed an eight-figure deal with ESPN to broadcast all their regular season games, all their playoff games um, for this upcoming season. Well, dude, you know, you it's funny you say eight-figure because eight figures for a broadcasting deal is just pennies. Really? Um, because eight figures would be what? like Eight figures is at mil? least 10 million. Yeah, at least 10 million. Which is donuts, dude. Yeah. So I mean, but I mean, good good for the PLL. They're, it's better than the what's what's their older league? American called? Lacrosse League. It, what's the original one? Is that ALL? I don't know. I mean, no, they're they're, they're, they're trending in the right NLL, direction. Yeah. I think the PLL is one of those leagues where it's like a traveling league, yeah, where they'll yeah. just spend like a weekend in New York, play all their games, bring all eight teams, and yeah. they'll go to Boston, and then they'll Which go to DC. It's kind of the move if you're, ca- I mean, if you're cash strapped, why put up stadiums and and do all that stuff? You know, bring the bring the show to the fans. Oh yeah, and I'm, I'm sure it's uh, I'm sure it's profitable for the I'm, owners. I'll watch. Honestly, no, it's you on won't. TV. Why well, have YouTube TV? Oh now, yeah, you do so watch everything <laughs> now. <laughs> I mean, I'm watching everything. I'm you're, over here you're watching a, the you're a sportsman. League. Yeah, seriously. But you know, what we should talk about talking about um, naming rights to any sports entity. Um, Spotify just bought the rights to Camp New, which is where FC Barcelona plays. So now it is Spotify Camp New. Spotify is a. Uh they're they're throwing everything at the wall right well, now. Well, they they spent three hundred and and two million dollars for four years, and typically those rights deals are for like ten Long twenty year, years. Yeah. Um, so it's a little ridiculous. I to mean, me. that tells me that they're they're not loving their chances it's, of of having some dough. I in mean, ten to twenty. Is Spotify big in Spain or something? Or are they trying, trying to be? Yeah. I mean. I think one thing, I mean, I, I'm kind of talking out of my, my ass here, but I think one thing with international music is, uh, like, I'm only, I'm speaking for Africa here, is that a lot of those artists will, like, go on YouTube and, like, you know, post their stuff, but unlike maybe here, where you can receive those royalties, it's very difficult for them to receive their royalties for the stuff they put right. on YouTube. And so when they put <laughs> up videos and stuff, it's really just for awareness and right. stuff like that. So maybe Spotify is trying to make a push into getting them some money. Did it, dude, I laugh because it, it took me flat. Did you learn that from that guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this guy was pitching me on this. Uh, I don't know if his business he does or business idea, but uh, maybe I should I should link back up with him. Ask ask yeah, if he's a partner. In that's crime. funny. Well, dude, actually, what I saw on LinkedIn, he might have connected with you too. There's this guy. He went to UMass, graduated maybe a few years earlier than us. It seems like he's starting. He's like a musician. Um, and I'm not sure what kind of music it is. Might be rap or whatever. But he's like creating a company around like um, like decentralized music sharing. I guess, and he raised like twenty k in Ethereum in one day. Twenty k um, Ethereum or no, 20, 000? twenty grand in Ethereum. Oh, so it was yeah. like six point eight Ethereum in yeah. one day, and he's like 
building this thing. I'll show you it after the pod, but it was interesting. I might hit him up just to see what he's doing. Yeah, no, that's, that sounds very interesting. I mean, that's why I think, uh, what do I know about Web3? But, I mean, I would think Spotify and a lot of other players in music, I can see this being the biggest disruptor of you know, music than anything else, right? If I'm an artist who makes music, all I really care about is, one, people hearing my music, and two, me making money. They truly don't make shit and from so Spotify. Even Taylor Swift, the biggest star in the United States, does not make dog shit yeah. from Spotify. Yeah, you Sp- make all your money on touring. Yeah, Spotify put out this like report for transparency, quote-unquote, where it's like, oh, we paid out $7.5 billion, which they very well could have, but it's like, you, you, I mean, they're still paying you pennies for your own music, right? So power to power to the artists, and I hope they, they get what they deserve. Um, but why don't, we, why don't we talk, I guess we're, since we're talking business, should we do the business stuff in the middle and then end on some, some basketball stuff? We talk basketball all the time. Let's, let's, yeah, let's we'll talk, we'll talk basketball stuff. at the end. Well, yeah. really quick, since we'll, we had the... F1? We t- yeah, we'll do we'll do F one after we'll but briefly the U S ah, who cares about the U S national team but we'll talk about it. No, briefly. Uh, yeah, we could um, care, right? They, they, actually, someone did comment. They they were like, "You guys really gonna call yourself real time sports, but you don't talk about soccer and cricket? No, hey, and he's, all he's, those things. Hey, hey, they're calling us out. We we gotta we gotta. Uh, you know what? Go ahead. I'm gonna find some cricket news. Yeah, Go, tell us about um, the, the national team, though. And I'm gonna. And this is the, probably the last time we ever talk cricket. Well, infamously, the, the men's national team missed the the 2018 World Cup. Is that a lot? Yeah, they missed the 2018 World Cup because they just failed to qualify. Got an embarrassing loss to Honduras, I believe. Um, or or no, it was Trinidad and Tobago. But. This year, they're playing better, and they are one win away. So today, if they beat Mexico, Honduras loses, and Canada either wins or ties in their match, they get in. The boys are back. Yeah, but I don't think this is like the do-or-die game. I think this is just their first chance to get an automatic bid. Yeah, you know what was really fun was when, uh, I think it was the World Cup, or I don't actually know what tournament it was, but England was doing very well. I loved seeing the videos from England. It's like, uh, you know, uh, the the. They were like singing songs, like the the trophies coming home. Yeah. It's coming I think, home. I think it was. I think it was the. It was like the. It wasn't the World Cup. It was like the Euro. FIFA. I think it was Euro Championship oh, or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But boy, was that fun. You know, I, I root for places like that, especially you know, soccer came from there. You know, I'd love for it to come home. Um, but this this should be a running bit. I'm gonna read a cricket headline from ESPN and just maybe we'll try to figure out what it means. Yeah, we'll we'll decipher it. So, um, this is me reading it now. England clinging on as Wendy's seamers instigate familiar collapse. Craig Brathwaite vindicated as England ship eight wickets in first two sessions. Okay. Um, So one team lost. That's what I gather. Um, I don't know what wickets are. I'm agreeing with you. Can I see that? Well, this is, I didn't click it. I didn't click it. But I'm England, assuming you're on to something. Okay, England clinging on as Wendy's seamers instigate familiar collapse. Keep in mind, cricket is incredibly popular if you just count the amount of humans who enjoy it. And so we're in the, out, we're in the outskirts here. So this random commenter is actually very correct. How could we be real-time sports if we don't know cricket? Okay, and then a follow-up. Some guy said, this is the lowest wicket I've ever played on in my life. Huh. So a wicket... I have no idea. Yeah, no, no. But um, we'll, we'll come back next time and we'll read another headline as well. Yeah. But, um, real quick on F1... Uh, they're going to Vegas next Thanksgiving. You know, they, yeah, there's that murmurs. Was a, that was a quick turnaround. I imagine. I mean, I think so. I was listening to this pod that was talking about the business of F1, and from Great what I understand, pod. the process of actually getting a race into a city, I think the agreeing part is actually probably one of the simpler parts. It's like, well, hey, we want to do a race. We'll you'll pay us for us to show up and do this race, and then they figure out. Everything Dude, it's basically like a traveling circus, and the cities pay to have that circus come there. And they just pay a lot of money up front, and then it's on. Essentially, it's on Vegas to make sure that the event is run well. Mm-hmm. Um, they make money for it, yeah. and like it goes well enough so that F one is willing to come back again. I mean, I imagine it's whatever city hosts an F one race is probably like an all night party 
dude, an F1 race in Vegas? Maybe that. Maybe that's so we're gonna go F1 2023 the race, and then we'll go to Super Bowl 2024. Well, so. This I can't confirm either because I didn't personally look, but I think general admission, t- I texted you this, general admission tickets I think sold out to Montreal. So now if you want to go, you have to get some sort of bundled ticket. The cheapest package right now is 1800 That's crazy. I, I, don't, I, I still don't buy it, yeah. but that's insane. <laughs> I mean, I think it come, it's like an all-day pass, I think, for every Dude, day. So maybe you get to see the qualifiers, you get to see the practice, tick you get to pick, see F2. Tick pick, they got, they got F1 tickets. They better. I hope they do. They better, yeah. Um, but I guess also talking of cars, um, Uber. Uber has a massive deal. Uh, they just signed a deal with the taxi drivers or the taxi service of New York City. Uh, so 14,000 New York City cabs are involved in the, in the deal. Um, and so essentially, presumably, by 2025, uh, Uber wants every taxi in the world on their platform. You know, it's a huge win for taxi drivers. Yeah, I mean, it better be a huge win for people trying to hail a ride. If, if you got that many drivers, the price better freaking plummet. That's the thing. Now, now effective. If, if you got all the taxis on Uber, there's no you can't hail a ride anymore the old-fashioned way. That's true. Unless you got to have the phone out. Well, maybe what they should do is put a, a feature on the cab driver like side. Create where, ride. Yeah, where they can be like, oh, I'm picking somebody up. Yeah, that'd be so cool. So it would just be working the same way it used to work. Just with an extra yeah, but weird then, step. Like, does this, then you got to sync the accounts. They have well, to pay through well, Uber. Maybe they give them. You know, you go out to eat, and uh, we sound so ancient, but you know, the good old in the in the olden days, they would take your card and they would go swipe it, yeah. and then they'd bring you the thing. Now they can just bring over the thingy and loom over you, and you Apple Pay right next yeah. to them or whatever. Maybe they put a thing in the dashboard of the car or in the back seat no. where you just. I think they actually already have those in some. I mean, uh, t- you know, I think sometimes people overthink things, right? You want to hop in a cab or a taxi or an Uber. They want to get paid. You want to pay them for the service. Why make it any harder to do that? Yeah, you think they'll, you think they'll still be yellow? Oh, man, yeah. It's, that's, why would they rebrand What if they rebrand them? What if they throw, what if they rebrand them Uber? What, what does that look like? Just a black Black, car? black, Uber. Uh, I could see Lyft maybe getting away with something like that because they got their whole pink <laughs> thing, but... The, I mean, I think of anything nowadays too. All these cars have the, uh, I don't even know what you'd call them, but it's like a, a, it's an advertisement that sits on the top of their car. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they could brand that as Uber, and then that's like the the giveaway, or because you could put the stickers in the car. That's what a lot of yeah. cars do. Um, but no, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a New York City frequenter now. I, I spend quite a lot of time in Manhattan. Boy, are there cabs everywhere. Every freaking place you look. You, probably saying, less now. I will say though. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it would have looked. Actually, probably. There probably is less than uh, a couple of years back. But truly, everywhere you look, you are always seeing at least four. Yeah. Always. And they're like, especially if you're by, I mean, this makes sense, obviously. But if you're like, when I take a bus in or a train in Port Authority or any of these places, it's Taxi Cab City. They're probably everywhere. I've never hailed one, really. I should, just to say I have. Because, you know, I'd call an Uber, but you really can just take a train. Like, where would I need to go and... New York City that I wouldn't just take a train, but then, you know what I realized, I'm going on a bit of a tangent here, sometimes when I ask myself those questions, you know what the answer is? I'm not the target customer. No, here. yep, you're, you know, you're right. It's like the, the people who are hailing a taxi or something either are going pretty far or they don't want to be with the everyday They've folk. They've been there before. Yeah, they don't want to be with the everyday folk on the train. Um, all right, um, so I was reading this article about, about Red Bull, right? Because yeah. it really does beg the question, like, what do they, they really do? <clears throat> Because they they sell the the energy drink. They're probably the best marketing company on. Well, that's what they are. They're just a a marketing company at the end of the day. Because, so obviously there's the Red Bull energy drink, but Red Bull owns six soccer teams. Um, They obviously own the F1 team, which is probably their most prominent one. Mm -hmm. They own two esports teams, a hockey team in Munich. Um, They have a Red Bull NASCAR team. They have they have their apparel brand, which is Alpha Tauri, which is also their F1 team. So they have two F1 teams. Um, Red Bull does? Yeah. Really? They have a travel agency, and then they have Red Bull Media House, which handles all the people jumping out of space and and all that stuff. They're living the dream over there, huh? Well, dude, and oddly enough, the craziest part is that Red Bull purchased the F1 team from Jaguar in 2004 for $1. Red Bull made that purchase for $1. Red Bull bought the team for $1 and with the stipulation that they invest... Four hundred million per year for each of the next four years, because that's just like an F one operating budget. Yeah, um, and safe to say that has returned on investment. 
No, 100%. I mean, that's crazy. I wonder how they swung that. Well, dude, um, well, because Jaguar was just so down in the dumps, but also um, that time... so down in the dumps (laughs) that they said, yeah, just give me a buck. (laughs) Give me a buck. Um, The time that... uh, when they put the guy 24 miles up above Earth, that like was sick. Bordering on space, that's they spent 50. They spent 50 million on that for that whole production. But in the six months following that, it triggered a seven percent boost in sales, which netted them 1.6 billion. You drink Red Bull? Only with vodka. I don't remember the last time I drank a Red Bull, and I actively avoid Red Bull vodkas. I've never drank a Red Bull straight up. That's just, like, not a thing I've ever done. I think maybe in, like, middle school. You've never even cracked one open? Dude, I just only drink, like, energy drinks. And that's what really begs the question. What does Red Bull do? But they must sell so many of well, these th- beverages. They just sold their naming rights to the F1 team for $500 million to Oracle. So now it's Red Bull Oracle, and that's not a very long-term deal. Yeah, and I know I just said this off camera, but... Oracle is, is like, they're not doing that to sell more software. Maybe they are. I think they're doing that so that when they're trying to recruit their uh, buses full of salesmen, they think to go to Oracle. Dude, they're doing it because they can. All these companies, just like buying a Super Bowl ad, yeah. you have a massive marketing budget. It's got to go somewhere. Oh, putting our name on an F1 team would be pretty darn cool. It, it Let's do hurt. it. Yeah. Stamp. Yeah. He's like, oh, budget spent. Yep. Got to figure out how to do that next year. <laughs> like, it's insane. Dude, um, dude they're going to start. You know what I think is going to happen? Uh, prediction time. You know how they launch all these, like, there's a bunch of, like, space launches? Yeah. Um, you know, I think these companies are going to start stamping their names on the side of these rockets to bring down the cost of bringing things into space. Like, everyone's, I, I love watching rocket launches. Like, why isn't there a McDonald's symbol on the side of a rocket? I mean, is it, what? Imagine if they like stickered it like a NASCAR car. Yeah, I mean, seriously, uh, baseball's got the pat the company patches now. But also, um, are you, you all set with the the Red Bull? No, that that that's pretty much it. Yeah. So I want to break some news here on the pod. Um, some people might already be aware of this, but um, Netflix is raising their prices again. Um, if I remember correctly, like three or four years ago, how much was Netflix? Like when it first came around, it was like nine bucks. Yeah, so I gotta find this again. Yeah, so Netflix, uh, and I don't. I'm actually one of those people who does not pay for Netflix. I have access to it. I assume it's one of my roommates's or something. I, I don't know who pays for it, but it, I have Netflix to watch. Um, I think it's maybe a family plan, but I didn't know that they had three different plans: um, basic, standard, and premium. Um, and so the standard plan, or sorry, the basic plan is going up to ten dollars, which it was eight ninety nine. Their standard tier is going up to fifteen fifty. It was thirteen ninety nine, and their uh, most expensive tier is going up to twenty bucks from seventeen ninety nine. And so the differences in tiers are like uh, video quality and how many d- different devices can be being used or whatever. But to me, it seems like a pattern that's not going to stop anytime well, soon. It's also crazy because. Um, a company like Netflix or Spotify, where they have literally hundreds of millions of users paying customers. Um, That's a lot of cash coming in. Even a dollar increase is a $300 million bump yeah. per month. Yeah. And that's just going right into making more movies. You know what, though? When you put it like that, like, obviously, not everyone's going to be a fan of that. I'm sure that there is enough people who are going to leave right there which this increase was one they've surely done the cost benefit yeah they've certainly done the analysis that being said i'm sure i'm not sure but i'm assuming that when they talk to their users or whatever or whatever information they're gathering i bet people are loving the content and that, that goes without saying, but there's probably so many people who love the Netflix originals, who love the documentaries, who love the access of the, the, the variety, that they're like, you know, exactly how you Dude. just mentioned. If me paying one more dollar per month means you have 300 million more this month to spend on making stuff, I love your stuff anyway. Dude, you know. I have a dollar to spend. You know, I, I, I refuse to watch Netflix originals. I, I, don't, watched, like, I don't like them. I watched I don't the, like the way they're Project filmed. the other day. It wasn't bad. They're, like, filmed in this weird way. You know what? I think originally um, originally Netflix originals and really any of these content things, it was, like, synonymous, really, with, uh, like, straight-to-DVD. Now, you know those movies that just, like, go straight-to-DVD? Yeah, like, 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 the, 
like low tier. Yeah, like you how there's a I mean there's like American Pie one and two, but then they got like four spinoffs that just went straight to DVD. Right. Like originally that's what Netflix originals were like, and I'm sure many of them are still of that quality. But dude, like to me it seems like all like they're not that they're approaching HBO level, but they got a lot of money to burn. You know, I mean, I think part of it, too, is I think they're trying to expand their content internationally. Like ever since Squid Game or whatever, they're like, we need more Korean films. We need more like they had the is it Bank Heist or Money Heist, whatever. Money Heist was good. Yeah. And that was based out of uh, Spain, Spain. Yeah. And so like they're a global company. I don't know how many subscribers they have. Well, you know, they're the only one that hasn't touched sports yet. Hulu has live sports. Obviously, Amazon has sports. I mean, HBO will never have sports. That's not a thing there you yeah. have any interest in doing. But you would think Netflix would get on the live sports train at some point. Uh, that's not really Apple has sports. That's not really their thing, though. You know? maybe, they, maybe they're content where they are. Um, but we might as well make our way back to sports here. Yes, We've yeah, gone on quite a well, bit of a tangent. Well, real quick, actually, um, and this, this could be a segue into sports, but uh, we were talking soccer. Um, Coca-Cola was the global sponsor of the World Cup. The new one, Crypto.com. Damn. They got some money to blow. They got all the money in the world. You know what's funny, too? It's like Coca-Cola must be. I mean, this goes without saying. I'm sure they are. I'm guessing here, but I'm, I'm sure of this. A top five, if not top two, three most recognizable brand in the world. That's the type of brand who gets to be the global sponsor of the World Cup. Global sponsor. Who does Crypto.com think they are? They, if I went to a random town on the hillsides of Europe and I said, do you know, you ever been to Crypto.com? I'd probably get a blank face. Well, now they'll know. if I pulled out a freaking Coca-Cola, they'd drink it. Well, now they'll know. Now they'll be forced to know and it's going to be rammed down your throat. Every time I hear anybody say those words, I just... I feel like I'm back in you know 2015 or well, or 2018 for that matter. I feel like I'm back in the the meme stock days. I'm like, is this thing real? They got um, they got Staples, and now they got the World Cup. What else is there for them to to conquer? They also have the Heat Arena down in Miami. You know what? In hindsight, they Sta- got Staples never deserved to have those rights to that stadium. It They're, is funny. They that sell it, office. It's supplies. very funny that it's called Staples Center, and it's like so ingrained that it's called Staples Center. But it's it's Staples. They. Sell Staples is lucky to still exist. Ex- Staples, could, have, could have been overrun by Amazon years ago. Staples should be going the way of Radio Shack. But Staples is actually doing very well. It's because of the printer lobby, by the way. Big printer. You buy the printer for not much, but you keep going back for the ink. Yep. Yep. The yep. ink is damn expensive. You think they would have figured that out that's, by now? That's the business model of a lifetime right there. But let's go back to sports, right? So, um, you know, we're Celtics homers. We're not trying to hide it. Um, the team's on fire. Number one in defense, Fuego. number one offense. They started uh, in by on January twenty second. The Celtics were twenty three and twenty four. Uh, for you math experts, there, that's a losing record. Since then, they've been twenty two and twenty four or twenty two and four. And I want to point out, you said on this air that they were cursed oh. by Kyrie Irving. <laughs> what the uh, the sage? Yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to stitch <laughs> no, it together. No, you said it was because no. of the past point guards. I, they were cursed. I said they had the IT curse. I yeah, did. but. Maybe the IT curse didn't have to be lifted by the Celtics. And maybe the IT curse was lifted by these other teams giving IT It was shot. fucking lifted by me delivering Rob Williams his kosher chicken. The timeline is, is, is impossible to ignore. It's uncanny. It's uncanny. But no, they, they look damn good. And I haven't... It's nice to talk about the Celtics like this because people have not talked about the Celtics like this since the Big Three. And it's a lot of fun. They look, they look I mean, unbelievable. You, I mean, you say that, and I agree. I think this is the best team that they've had since the Big Three. But they were fun the first few years of IT. People were talking about them like this when they had IT. They were conference finalists. They, they were. weren't, dude. People are talking about them as, like, the best team in the league. It's true. They weren't necessarily they, the they best team They weren't calling the, the team with the 5'8 point guard the best team in the league. That was a fun team. No, yeah. It was nice to see them do well. Yeah. But this is a title contender we got here. No. See, I mean, they're, they're figuring out. Every person who steps foot on that court knows their role. They're playing it well. I mean, last night they were shooting 75% for a long time. Usually you're, when you're shooting 75%, I mean, it's because you, took, they you sh- took eight shots they, and you made six. They shot 65% from the field in the first half. Unbelievable. Against, keep in mind, people think the Utah Jazz are a good they're basketball a, that's team. That's a good Jazz team. That's a good Jazz team. A good defensive Jazz team. They made Rudy Gobert look like a child. The way they rotate. We're, we're homers here, so you got to let us have our moment. But, boy, do they look damn good. 
damn good. Um, but let's talk about the rest of the Although, league. I will say, that driving the tickets up, that's not good for anybody. No, I know. I'm seeing them. I'm going to see them play the Timberwolves on Sunday. 70 bucks. That, I, I don't know where the... Why, I don't know where why the, did you choose that game? I don't know where the... It's uh, my buddy's birthday. Oh, okay. But I was going to go... Um, I mean, I didn't look for the tickets. I'm sure, actually, the, up in the bleachers are still probably pretty cheap. I imagine yeah. 70 gets you reasonable at reasonable spot. Hopefully near a, an exit, though. I don't, I don't want to be in the middle of people. The endless stairwell going down and down and down. they got to right. figure out a better way to get out of TD. It, but I imagine that's how it is at all basketball I, stadiums. Have you ever been to another basketball stadium? I've been to, uh, what's the name? Oh, of, you went to MSG, didn't you? Yeah, been to MSG, and I've been to where the Sixers play. Um, that's ra- that's the, random. Why don't, oh, I used to, I mean, when they sucked. You, we talk about cheap tickets. You want to know when the tickets were cheap? In 2015, when it was the process. You go... Freaking watch a uh, Sixers game for a Monopoly deck of cards. Like, unbelievably cheap. You could be sitting, re- like, first and foremost, not only were the tickets cheap, the stadium was empty. So you could buy a ticket to get in the door. You could damn near sit anywhere you wanted. So I used to go, uh, one of my my buddy, my good buddy's dad is a Sixers fan. Uh, he lived, Massachusetts guy, but Sixers fan because back in the day, you know, Dr. J, Charles Barkley, fun AI, you know, fun team to watch. Yeah. And then they hit their low point. But either way, those are the only... Those are the only stadiums I've been to, but there's no reason why we... I mean, we should, we should be at Barclays. We're Barclays guys. Barclays looks damn nice. Barclays looks damn nice. <laughs> but, um, um, but speaking on the rest of the league... We should talk about the heat, because given what happened last night... Yeah, so very little context. I, I wasn't watching the game. I don't even know if they were up, if they were down. They lost to the Warriors. They blew a lead, is what happened. Was that what was happening during that? Like I don't know if that was happening it was during it, but I know the narrative of that game is they blew like a double-digit lead to the Warriors at home. Mm. Yeah, and so the, for those who might have not seen it, um, and like I said, the, uh, no context necessarily except for that, but uh, Spolstra, their head coach, Eric Spolstra, Jimmy Butler, who is, I guess, their star. At least, Ca- at least he's probably the captain. Yeah, you could say. Heart and soul, right? He, he holds that role. Um, he's their guy. And Udonis Haslam, who is like a... <laughs> Old fart. Really probably the heart and soul of that team. Been there for... Ever going on twenty years, bro, and hasn't played meaningful minutes in a while. But I don't even think he, I, I thought he was officially into the coaching role. Is he still technically a player? I think he's still a player. That's crazy. But I don't know actually. I, I don't know. But either way, they got in a little uh, kafuzzle over who knows what. I think Spolstra and Jimmy were trading words, and maybe Spolstra Udonis said, "You really want to? You really want to fight me?" Is that what he said? That's what Spolstra said. Or he it was either like that, or was like, "Or I'm not going to fight you out here." Or it's like, what do you want to fight me? That's what Spolster said, <laughs> and then and then Haslam comes in. He's like, I will f you up. I, I will f you up if you do not shut up. The freaking the coach's bodyguard. I, I'm kind of with Haslam. Well, man. then what's, Haslam what's and Jimmy, Jimmy doing, started man? to get into it, and Spolster got in the middle of it. Yeah, they had to be separated. So I just I put up this thing, um, and of course they listen. Our, our, mm, oh, I forgot. I keep forgetting Kyle Lowry's on that team. Um, they they obviously put out words of like you know this is behind us whatever, but. Um, you know what? If I'm Udonis Haslam, what I do? The next practice, I go out there. I'm sure Haslam probably stays in a coaching role at practice. I don't think he probably partakes in any scrimmage, really, or anything like that. But if I'm Haslam, I get the third stringers together. <laughs> I pull a Jimmy Butler in Minnesota. It's me and the third stringers. Let's, let's do it, Jimmy. Let's do this thing. Settle it, settle, settle it on the court. Settle it on the court. Udonis and mano the, y mano. Yeah, Udonis and the and the third stringers in in a way Jimmy can understand. Haslam will play his heart out. Oh my god, yeah, he probably you know he'll be in like the Kobe picture covered in ice. Well, but. dude, what this what this is really done because now you have three teams within a game and a half at the top of the East. Then you got Philly. Um, this could be the best NBA playoffs in a long time. Well, people are um, talking about the East like it's this gauntlet of physicality because you've got the Sixers with Embiid. They play good defense. The Bucks play great defense. The Heat, obviously, wildly physical with Seas. Jimmy and Adebayo. Now you have the season that, dude, Bulls. whoever comes out the East is going to be fucking bruised up. You know, I don't want to say the East is better than the West, but in many ways... It it at least has it at least has more parity. That being said, I think the East has some very serious contenders. I could see any of those teams that you listed making. And not to mention, you got the Nets as the seven or eight seed. Yeah, actually, who are the current uh, Vegas favorite to win the title? I want to point out. I mean, especially Kyrie dropped like forty five last night. And I don't know if you saw it, but New York officially lifted the mandate. Yeah, Kyrie so, can play at so home. So he's he's coming back. That being said, uh, 
actually right now, if the the way it works, so obviously um, there's a play-in that has been uh, instituted where, um, for those of you who might not know, the 7 through 10 enter the play-in tournament. The 7 seed plays the 8. The 9 seed plays the 10. The winner of the 7 and the 8 gets the 7. And then the winner of the 9th and 10th plays the 8th. And the winner of that game gets the 8th. Loser of the 9 and 10 goes home. And it's um, all one and done. All one and done. That being said, right now, this, and this won't hold necessarily. There's like 10 games left, maybe a little less than 8 games left. Um, and so this won't hold. But the way things look today, the 7 and the 8 is Toronto and Brooklyn. And Kyrie can't play in Canada if they play today. I don't think that's how things would finish, but he might be able to play in Barclays. He can't play in Canada. They better try damn hard to get that seven seed. If, if they, well, they need to avoid Toronto. Yeah. They, any other matchup, they're fine. Well, if they get the seven, oh, oh. they will play it in Brooklyn, yeah. not in Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they get the eight, they play it in Toronto. Yeah. And if they slip past the eight, and they get in the nine or ten, and Toronto wins their seven. And it's automatic. And it's automatically, yeah. yeah. But um, it's it, interesting. No, it's it. You know what? Kudos to Silver. Well, it, here's the thing. It makes things more interesting. Now at this point, I am. I think the Celtics should just go all out, try to get the one seed. I mean, that's I think surely that, what they're doing. That's surely what they're trying to do. But for a while, I was like, you know, maybe it's better if we stay as the four, maybe the three, so uh, we avoid oh, no. Brooklyn. They, but, dude, they're looking so good. I don't even care who they play in the they, first round. They're allergic to uh, losing. And actually, that being said, you're still – I don't think you, there's an easy matchup anywhere in the East right now. Like, people forget uh, the Bulls are very good. Cleveland's very good. Bulls like, aren't Bulls aren't really healthy. But no, but every team who makes the playoffs is going to be a tough matchup. It's not like it was. No, it's not six years yeah, ago. It's not like you're gonna uh, be able to spank up, you know, some some crap. This isn't team. the LeBron East. No. Um, Speaking I mean, of the West, though, that's the thing. Someone pointed this out on WEI. Might have even been Stephen A. Smith or JJ Redick, but like, since the East is such a like dogfight, all the physicality. The Suns could very well sweep their first round, sweep their second round, maybe have a hard time in the conference finals. But, dude, they're going to finish with, like, 68 wins, 65 wins at least. And three of, the, three of those months, three, four of those months have been without Chris Paul. You know, I'm rooting for the Celtics, number one. But if I had to pick a team out west I'm rooting for, I think it's Phoenix. I'd like to see. I just want to see. I kind of want to see just a, a Phoenix-Golden uh, State conference finals. I think that would be fun. You know who could be fun, though, after the spanking they gave Brooklyn last night? Memphis. You know they're like 19-4 and four without Ja? No, they're, they're really good. Like, they're just an f- amazing team. They're really good. They're, they're well coached. Um, I have my suspicions as to whether they'll ha- do good in the playoffs their first time around, mm-hmm. um, game slowing down and whatnot. Honestly, we're talking about the, the East being a gauntlet. The West, um, obviously everybody's fairly behind – from Phoenix, but the rest of it in the middle. Those you got Luca in there. Yeah. The NBA is great, damn good, damn good. But, but we're pretty much all we got today. And spring yeah. training's going on. Go Sox. Sox are killing go, it. They're like seven and one. Go Sox. They lost the other day to the Rays. Sweet in the the grapefruit league. It is funny that they call it the grapefruit and the cactus yeah. league. Damn funny. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, all right. That was a pretty good episode. Yeah, it's long. Yeah, yeah, we rambled a little bit, but you know, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah good stuff. Yeah.